This is a VOFM special broadcast. The COVID Report Show, Monday to Thursday, from 6 to 7 p.m. Exclusive to VOFM 88.1. Hear it. You're still tuned to the COVID report on VARFM 88.1. We're still talking about the Department of Basic Education's decision to reopen schools. Now, the Congress of South African Students issued a statement saying that the Department of Basic Education does not have a plan to save the academic year, that the country is running a risk of high cases of the coronavirus if the proper arrangements are not made for the reopening of the school. And joining us on the line, we have Mr. Katleho Mangwejane from COSAS, Good evening and welcome to the COVID report. Thank you for having me. COSAS has made their stance clear on the matter at hand pertaining to the Department of Basic Education's plans to reopen schools and usher learners in grades uh, 7 and 12. What was your reasoning behind the, the strong condemnation against this plan to reopen schools? Well, the suggestion to open schools as from the 6th is a pure hogwash. And we believe that the country is running a risk of high cases of coronavirus if proper arrangements are not made for the reopening of schools. We feel that not enough has been made to ensure and to secure the safety of learners and teachers. We feel that all teachers and learners must be screened 14 days before the opening. Also, there must be a transport plan that will ensure that learners are able to go to school properly because taxis are only permitted to carry a certain number of people. Also, there is a problem of overcrowding in our schools. We feel that the Department of Basic Education has not done enough to prepare for for overcrowding. For just an example, learners use the same textbook, we use the same toilets, so it's going to be difficult to maintain that social uh, distancing in schools. Is this an an indication just of the lack of preparedness from the department's behalf? Or is it an indication of them just not having the capacity? Well, it is evident that they they don't have a plan. They are just hoping for the best. And we can't have leaders that are in government hoping for the best. They must actually do something. So they don't even have a plan on what must happen and how they are going to do that. They are saying that they are going to provide masks and, 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 and gloves, but they fail to provide textbooks. So how do we believe that the department is capacitated enough to deliver all these things that they are promising? So they are simply not prepared and they are not even willing to prepare. Even their planning has been, has been, has been very weak and very bad. And if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I'm curious as to whether or not you guys had a chance to, at the very least, look at any sort of scientific findings that have been made. I do recall that a few conversations were around the fact that the science seems to dictate that children are less susceptible to the virus. Or is it a case of these findings that have been presented not being enough to justify their case? It seems to us that obviously there must be precautionary measures that are taken to ensure that we, we save the academic year. So the department has, has obviously failed to come up with plans to save the academic year. So it's even evident that they are even postponing their media briefings as from last week. So we don't know what's going to happen. 
I think taking all of that into consideration, on top of the plans for the May and June exams for the National Senior Certificate, uh, which is grade 12, being combined with the October-November exams and rescheduled for November-December, taking all of the, the apparent inadequacies in the system they're trying to operate in, what would cost us as a body that represents the students and learners in this instance? What would you guys like to see happening before schools reopen and um, students are ushered into the classrooms? Well, as, I, as I've indicated that we... We've written a letter to the Department of Basic Education requesting them to reduce the workload and uh, to just shorten the curriculum to make it possible for learners to be able to catch up. Because as things then, if, if they combine those exams with the current curriculum, then we are just setting them up for a fail. So we requested them to, to shorten the curriculum so that they can make it possible for learners to catch up. Finally, before I let you go, what would you suggest is a reasonable timeline for the successful implementation of the plan to return pupils to the classrooms? Well, that can only be done after the, the June holidays so that they can prepare and each and every school must have, uh, must have masks and gloves and sanitizers. All things must be done and that can only be done after the, 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 the June holidays. Anything before the June holidays is impossible. Thank you very much. That was Mr. Katre Romangwejan from the Congress of South African Students talking to us about the state of affairs pertaining to the Department of Basic Education's plans to usher children back into the classrooms. Is it too soon? Is the department capable of pulling this off? Do they know what they're doing? The questions remain. So we have just heard from uh, the Congress of South African Students. Why not hear from specialists in the field. Joining us on the COVID report this evening is Dr. Pauline Hanekom from the University of Stellenbosch's Center for Pedagogy, who's going to give us some insight on the focus on whether learners should be going back to school at this stage in our battle against the pandemic. Doctor, good evening and welcome to the COVID report. Good evening, Game. Thank you for inviting me on your show. It's quite a, um, a tricky one, that one. Um, I think in the ideal world, as happened in the first world countries, schools should only open after passing the peak of COVID-19 um, infections. And we know we're not there. But in phase four, parents are returning to the workplace. Many of our children are struggling to find food as the school feeding schemes, which were the only source of food before lockdown started, has stopped. And studies have shown that children are less susceptible to the virus. But yeah, it, it's a difficult one. <laughs> It seems that the developments coming from the Department of uh, Basic Education have exposed, especially when it pertains to our, our fight against this pandemic and how it's unfolded, it's exposed the inequalities um, in society on one end. Um, you have the instance of some learners attending Zoom classes and um, other learners who might not be privileged enough to have access to an internet connection or the relevant media devices to attend Zoom classes, having to consider the necessity for returning to contact learning. When we rope all of this together, what do you suggest is the best course of action from this point forward, Doc? I've looked and I've listened to what a lot of people have said, and there is just no one solution to everything, to, to all the problems. Um, our country is just too divided. It's just too unequal. There's no one solution. What I like is that education departments and teachers are coming to the front with ideas on what to do. I think one idea that 
has come especially from, I've heard the Debbie Schaefer this uh, morning on um, from the Western Cape Education Department, who said that they are saying that they won't be opening schools until they are ready. There's nothing um, wrong with the plans as such that the DBE has set forward. They might be missing the ball a bit on the time frame for implementation. And I think one idea that links to this is to allow schools to submit a context-specific plan for their schools to their provincial education department before being allowed to open. I think if we put teachers' minds together in, in their context and have them decide how looking at the DBE's plan, but also at their context in their communities, how they can come up with a plan that is workable for them, we could have a much better outcome in this situation. Because I don't think saying that a school shouldn't open is going to help because the DBE is, gonna now, yeah, is going to open the schools. It's now a case of finding ways of managing it. No, absolutely. And you, and you rightfully said just now um, that the, the, the solution isn't to say that uh, schools shouldn't open because the reality is um, there is going to be a backlog of, of, of curriculum material that still needs to be covered um, grade by grade. Speaking of, um, now that we are definitely looking at a situation where um, schools are going to have to ready themselves to welcome pupils back in the classrooms. When you look at the back, the current state of the backlog of work that has been missed, that needs to be caught up on, is there, is, is there an opportunity for, for learners, an opportunity and a space for pupils to catch up? I think I want to reply to that with maybe some questions from my side too, that for the department. Things like, should it be caught up? Is the curriculum the beginning and the end all of everything? Um, is, um, is, is there a way that the school year could be moved? In other words, does it have to be um, January to December? The other parts of the, uh, the, the globe, school starts in September to September. Is it, um, once again, I think there's no one size fits all. I think the curriculum it is important. We do not want to just, there was suggestions of just moving learners over from one grade to another. I don't think that is really that good an idea. You're missing out on some basic blocks. The department is working on cutting down on the curriculum, making it more specific, just the basic that needs to be done. But once again, it's not a one size fits all. I think every um, education department has to think, the Department of Basic Education actually has to think really carefully if curriculum is the main outcome of education. Sounds weird, but is that the only reason why we're doing education? Do we have to complete every little single bit for it to be a successful education system? I'm interested now in the role that parents uh, may have to play in this exchange and the degree of support that teachers still need from the Department of Basic Education, from parents alike, what kind of support do the teachers need to make this work? And what role um, will parents uh, be able to play in supporting the efforts of the teachers? I think this is very important. The, the plan the DBES put forward has got very good um, structural plans to support teachers. And if all those plans can be put into place, it will support teachers a lot. 
but from the parent side, I think that parents are very scared at this moment in time. They're scared of sending their um, their own children back to school. They're scared of what children are going to come back from school with. And I think maybe everybody should just calm down a little bit. Um, look at the science, which says that um, children are less susceptible to the virus. Also, we're creating an opportunity here because screening at schools, which should happen every morning, um, according to the plan, can actually point out to missed pockets of infections in the community and lead to quicker follow-up and treatment of uh, patients in the community. But also, the other role that parents can play is to support learners, help them to not be this, that stressed when they go back to school, and at the same time, know your child. If your child has comorbidities, if they have asthma, if they've got diabetes, if they have some other illness, keep them at home. The plan makes plans for that. It, um, teachers are supposed to support learners who has to stay at home. Do not send your child to school if he's got a fever. And that way we support the teachers as well. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Doc. That was Dr. Pauline Hanekom from the University of Stellenbosch's Center for Pedagogy, helping us uh, dive into the task at hand for teachers and parents alike as it pertains to the impending return of uh, children grades 7 and 12 to classrooms. We managed to get in touch with a few parents and ask them for their sentiments on the matter of the impending return of their children to classrooms. And this is what they had to say. I really think that the decision to send our kids back to school while there's so much panic in the whole world, not in just South Africa, but the whole world, there's so much panic that people do not understand what is happening. We, ourselves as parents, are not going to work. We do not understand what is happening. But the government wants to send our kids into that atmosphere of fear. How are we going to relax as parents when we know that our kids are literally in the lion's den? Which parent in their right mind will just throw their kids in the lion's den and hope that they will protect themselves. I don't think the government has thought this through. I really hope they know what they are doing because as a parent myself, I'll be very upset if my child comes back all of a sudden. She has caught a disease that I don't even know where it comes from. It is irresponsible of the government. My name is Lesedi Muhaole. I'm an educator at a school in Mabopani. Um, my view on educators and learners going back to school next week, I feel like it's not yet time simply because we are still under the lockdown. And I mean, if we sacrifice our kids to go to school, that is like throwing them, throwing them to the wolves, basically. Uh, first of all, I'm going to speak about um, the environment at my school. Firstly, we don't have proper facilities. We lack so many things. For one, the most important thing, which is the bathroom for the kids, the learners' restrooms. We have uh, over and above 750, 760 learners in the entire school, which use about 10 toilets among themselves 
you know that is the first problem that we have always had with our school the second one as educators we have 18 women as educators in that school um, which use only one bathroom among us so you can imagine it's it that has always been our issue so imagine now like it's just it's just getting bad i feel like our um we're not ready nobody is ready uh we do want to push the curriculum yes um but we're not ready i'm not ready to go back to school uh especially because around the area that i live in um there are people who have been quarantined and we have tested positive for for the virus we were also not consulted about how about going back to work no nothing was said to anybody there has been no communication whatsoever from our department or our union they have not said anything to us they have not addressed us about us going back to school and also i think we're not safe especially because i saw that they said that uh, the people who would be screening um the learners and the educators would be the people from the epwp i don't know how that would work because in the area that i work in the people who work for the epwp are mostly people who are not even educated so i believe that um in the stats that they would be taking every day they would have to write down a report and send it to i don't know maybe to hospitals or to the health department how are those people going to be able to even write because we depend on the EPWP people people to help us with um the guarding of the school and some come and voluntarily help to clean the school so how do you take those kind of people and and say that they can now start screening us and the learners good evening to the voice of vets fm you're talking to gigai as who is an educator at Houghton province mabupani at Pelutuna secondary school i'm teaching history grade 12. concerning the pandemic it is very very crucial and early for the schools to open on stage four because stage four is more or less the same as stage five i'm teaching in a township whereby overcrowdedness it is the problem then with this pandemic classes should be also deeply cleaned and extremely disinfected to avoid the spread of pandemic procedure of the ppe meaning the sanitizers the masks not yet ready to be place in our schools teachers are not also trained or even have a workshop before we can reopen the schools they should be screened first they should be tested and also get a mini workshop about the preventative methods on how to work with these kids in this hazardous situation parents and also the sgb should be also involved and then majority of our learners are using the buses six to seven buses every day which carries at least 50 to 60 learners then how is the issue 
of transport going to be sorted out? Well, there you have it. It is not entirely all doom and gloom.